This is Mark with Putt Points Podcast. Good morning to, uh, or whatever time you're listening to this to everyone. I hope your, uh, your lockdown is uh, going as well as can be expected. I'm here with a good friend, terrific writer, all around good guy, Mr. Chris Styers. How are you, Chris? I'm doing well. Yeah. Under the circumstances that we've got, but, yeah. uh, how about you? Good. I mean, my life, I think I've expressed before, hasn't really changed that much. Um, and uh, neither has yours, really. I mean, you're still going to work every day, right? Uh, so. Yes. Yeah. You, I mean, physically, you have to actually go in, uh, and work. Um, so, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm, like I said, I'm swimming now. So everything else is gravy. I don't really care as long as I can swim. Good. Yeah. And I'm teaching, um, two days a week online. So I'd rather be person to person, but it, it works online. Uh, so. Um, anything, uh, how's, uh, how's everything going in your life? I heard you have some pretty good news about a uh, project you're working on. Yeah. Uh, one of my novels, I got the, um, edited manuscript and I'm mm-hmm. now going through it, seeing what the, I'm working with a new editor I hadn't worked with before. Uh huh. And I'm looking forward to, uh, so far, I've enjoyed her comments. Oh, good. And and I'm looking forward to seeing if I can, because she has pointed out some stuff. I'm going, oops. Mm. And well, no matter how many times go over something, mm-hmm. you miss stuff. Are you talking about grammatical or punctuation? Or are you talking about like story story points? Okay. And she's made some, some suggestions on how to make some changes. Mm, okay. Well, that's all, all, all sounds good. I mean, if, if you're appreciating yeah. her input, uh, that's the best of I all am. worlds. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, are you working on any, I, that's, I, I would assume is pretty much your, your consuming. Oh, that has, that has stopped everything else. Yeah. I get it. I would, it would stop me too. Uh, yeah, I was supposed to hear something back from my series, uh, uh-huh. on Thursday and then it was Friday and who knows when it's going to be, but we're still, we're still in that, uh, I guess sending it out maybe phase. I, the producers, okay. I think wisely are keeping that information, uh, to themselves. Uh, I don't think there's any benefit in telling a writer or another producer or anybody what you're doing with the project because so many things can go wrong. Uh, so yeah, so, so I'm hanging fire and that's good. I, um, I, I came across an interesting topic of something I want to write. So we'll see how that goes. Okay. Are you, um, have you been watching anything besides your normal, anything new on the horizon for you? Well, I watched um, Extraction with okay. Chris Hemsworth, right. and another, I didn't know any of the uh, actors in this one, but another um, Netflix original um, called Dangerous Lies, Okay. and then I watched an older movie called Drive. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Gosling, mm-hmm. and uh, I did finish up 
the season of Outlander. Oh, okay. Last night they had their season finale. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like a good uh, a good mix of you know action and and suspense and fun. Yeah, yeah. I started. I don't know why I've resisted this program for so long, but there's a show called Foils War about a um, a, a detective during uh, right at the beginning of World War II, and oh, okay. He wants to go to the military, but the military feels like he'd be more effective at home. So uh-huh. it's good. It's really well done. It's uh, the guys who wrote, <clears throat> excuse me, Midsummer Murders. And, uh, they, the guy who did it, I can't remember the writer, uh, Anton somebody, but boy, really well done. Really intriguing. Hour and a half format. So it's almost like a movie, but, uh, yeah. And then uh, something popped up on, Netflix called Deadwater Fall, fell, F-E-L-L, that uh, was four, four, ser- four episodes with uh, David Tennant. That was really good, too. So, um, yeah, I've been enjoying those. Um, anyway, maybe I should tell everybody who we are. We're PodPoints Podcast. Uh, my name is Mark Sevy, and this is my, my good buddy, uh, Chris Stiers, who's a accomplished novelist, screenwriter, um, he has an Amazon page. It's uh, Christopher Stiers, S-T-I-R-E-S, and a, probably Barnes & Noble, I would imagine, although I don't think I've ever been over there. Yeah. Um, done seven novels, is it? Six, seven? Well, I've got seven, six, six currently in print, mm-hmm. and two more hopefully coming out uh, this year. Yeah, the one, the seventh one would be the one you're working on now, right? Yes. Yeah. Potentially, yeah. Cool. Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris writes some really, uh, some really intriguing material. He's, he's run the gamut. He did a, uh, alternate history book. He's done fantasies, uh, uh, like, sci- like romantic, what would you call it? Romantic, uh, sword and sorcery fiction, I guess. I, I don't know. So, yeah, histori- yeah. Historical fiction. Uh-huh. I mean, fantasy. Fantasy. You're right. And, yeah. uh, well, anyway, so. you you can hear us on uh, Plot Points Podcast uh, on on Apple Podcasts. I, there's also a website, plotpoints.com, where you can uh, send comments if you wish. And also there's a phone number, 919 Scripts, which will ring in and leave, uh, allow you to leave a voicemail uh, so you can continue offering your suggestions and your comments. We do appreciate them, even the negative ones, folks. Uh, you know, I don't shy away from criticism. Neither one of us do. Chris and I are veterans at being disrespected i'm kidding it's fine we're uh we we take every every comment under advisement except the ones that take a flying leap we've already done that by by doing this for our careers so um so chris we we had talked about uh a list of the best sidekicks uh in movies or tv Uh Did you come yeah. up with a group of these uh, wonderful human beings? I did, and I had a tough time finding what I thought were the best. And I think I came up with, a, I believe, a very good list. But also, I think if you had, if you asked me this question next week, mm. I would have a whole total different list. Oh, there good. have been some wonderful sidekicks. Sure. Well, in movies and television. 
Tell us. Okay. Well, I've narrowed my list down to six. Okay. Okay. And for especially movies in the golden age, if you wanted a memorable good sidekick, they went to the actor Walter Brennan. Mm. And for me, his my favorite sidekick role of his was Stumpy in Rio Bravo. Oh, okay. Yeah, I know Rio Bravo is one of your favorite uh, films. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. okay, what else? And But I had to include two as sidekicks, Dragline, played by George Kennedy. Oh, and excellent. And Luke. Yeah. Oh. Okay. And then I decided I needed to go to stuff that was more current or mm-hmm. recent. Right. And... <laughs> I think I could have picked a list of sidekicks that were terrific just from the series Game of Thrones. Oh, okay. All right. Pick I one. Could have, yeah, I could have come. Okay. I finally narrowed it down to Podrick, played by Daniel Portman. Mm-hmm. And But there were four or five other sidekicks that I would have said I could have easily changed. I think I just liked Podrick. Okay. Okay. And then from Deadwood, Calamity Jane, played by Robin Weingert. Uh, she was... Was that... Okay. I thought it was a different actress. Okay. No, no. That's who okay. it was. And she was definitely Wild Bill's sidekick in the okay. first season. Right. But doesn't and Wild Bill... Okay, I'm sorry. Doesn't Wild Bill get killed in the very first episode? No, no. At the end of the season. Oh, okay. I'm misremembering. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. And after that, I went to the West Wing. Donna Moss, played by Janelle Maloney. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And any list of sidekicks, I mean, from literature or movies, television, you have to include Dr. Watson. Absolutely. He's he's at the top of my list, too. But I had to say it was Martin Freeman yeah, in the I, British Sherlock series. It doesn't matter. They do do a great job with him uh, character-wise, but it doesn't matter which Watson you pick. Watson is... The ultimate, I think, sidekick. So, yes, yeah, I my agree list, with you. my list is quite a bit different. Although, again, Watson right. is at the very top, but uh, I picked yeah. uh, Gus from Psych. Um, okay, and Vic and Henry Standing Bear from Longmire. Um, okay, I, I couldn't pick one or the other because they're both really great sidekicks. Um, with yeah. with yeah. Um, Hit Girl from the movies Kick Ass, which she uh-huh. was incredible, just amazing, played by uh, Chloe Moritz. Um, yep. and then Lewis, uh, Inspector Morse's sidekick, who then ended up becoming, um, an inspector himself and then has a, a sidekick named Hathaway. But Lewis himself is just, just one of those great sidekicks in Morse. And, yep. um, 
again, number one is uh, Watson. I I don't think you get much better as a sidekick. I I toyed briefly with Robin to Batman, um, uh-huh. but there's more. It's that's more of the comic book than the uh, than any movies or TV show. I don't believe they've ever done Robin uh, correctly yet. So um, yeah. And anyway, oh, those are good lists. Any any of those that you picked or any of those that I picked, I think would make great. Uh, the the shows themselves are excellent. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, cool. Cool. All right. Um, we again are uh, plot points podcast. We. We come to you uh, every other week um, because I'm a lazy bastard and I don't want to have to edit these things all the time. Um, but I really enjoy doing them as as um, I have several co-hosts. But Chris Stiers has been uh, the one that's done the most uh, with, with me. And he's a great author, great writer, just a terrific guy. He can be found on Amazon. You can find Thank us. You very much. On- oh, you're welcome, Chris. It, it, you know, the thing is, it's easy to say because it's true. So. Um, anyway, uh, look him up. He's, you'll, you won't be, uh, you won't be disappointed by his work at all. I think you'll really enjoy it. Is, um, okay, we'll, we'll move on. Um, so we had a couple questions. Why don't you throw those out? And then if we have some time, I'm going to do a profile, writer's profile, but let's get to the, let's do the Q and A first. Uh, Mark, how readable should your script be? So that's a really great question. Um, I think every script should be as readable as a the finest book you've ever picked up because that's your first the first person who reads who does anything with your script as a reader. Now, having said that, it's kind of a tricky question because it, it's also got to be in script form, and you can't put in what I call internal monologues. Um, where a character is thinking this or thinking that, unless it's very clear what they're thinking. And we see a lot of it in TV where a character goes off by himself and he's troubled. Um, and, and you can pretty much figure out what he's troubled about, but you can't get into, you know, really esoteric uh, internal monologues. So, so writing a script for, to read is very challenging because it's also got to be a script to shoot. And in order to shoot it properly, it has to be in a format that makes sense to the industry, to TV or uh, or movies. But at the end of the day, I would love all my scripts to be as readable as your books, um, as interesting, as compelling as, you know, I, I want them to be little, I want them to be, they're odd formats. I mean, you've got dialogue tags, you've got transitions, you've got slug lines, you've got like this really truncated narrative. You don't really get into too much of the language and all that, but I'd like people to read my scripts and enjoy them as much as they enjoy your books. Uh, do you have another question? Yes. Uh, do you have a Ten Commandments for writing a screenplay? Uh, probably, um, if I thought about it and wrote them down. Uh, the number one commandment is... Uh, just to make it as interesting as possible. And well, okay. So interesting as possible is one. The, the second one is what I see most, uh, most student work fail at is to make the scenes compelling. And that means not putting down the first thing that comes to your mind, not using the cliches that you've seen a thousand times in television, uh, or movies. Um, you have to think beyond all that and, and work 
as hard as you can to make every scene as compelling as possible. I call it pushing your scenes. You know, instead of instead of a gunfight, what else can you do? Instead of a a suspense scene where the cat jumps out from the garbage cans, what can you do? I, all this stuff is important, even even to the dialogue. You know, don't just say yes or no. Give an answer that that informs or illuminates character or or the uh, the act. Uh, but that's it. I mean, I I probably have a thousand rules to tell you the truth. I I bore my students with them constantly, but um, but. but <laughs> The number one would be make it as compelling. Make your scene, push your scenes as hard as possible to make them compelling. So I don't, okay. I'm not sure where we are in time. I'm going to do this, uh, this uh, profile. And then if I don't, if it doesn't work out, I'll just cut it. All right. Um, if you don't know writer producer Eric Roth, you do know his films. Notable such as A Star is Born, the latest one, 2018, I think it was. Ali, Forrest Gump, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, The Good Shepherd, Munich, The Horse Whisperer, The Postman, starring Kevin Costner, kind of an older one, Suspect, starring Cher, a really good little movie, and early uncredited movies like Wolfen, The Drowning Pool, and The Onion Field. Born in 1945 in the Bedford-Stuy area of New York, his mother and father were producers and writers, giving him what was certainly a good head start on his career. He's quoted as saying the boxing he learned as a young man helped his later career by teaching him discipline, certainly an unusual path to becoming one of Hollywood's finest writers. Roth went to college in California and then film school at UCLA with Jim Morrison from The Doors. They were good friends until Morrison's death in 1971. There's not a lot of background on how Roth became Hollywood's A-lister of note, but he did pay his dues writing or working on a dozen films before he saw major success in 1994's Forrest Gump. It's hard to believe that was 25 years ago. Lord Almighty. Six films of Roth's were nominated for the Best Picture Academy Awards. Forrest Gump, The Insider, Munich, The Curious Case of Benjamin Button, Extremely Loud and Incredibly Close, and A Star is Born. Forrest Gump won Best Picture and earned him the Best Adapted Screenplay Award. In 2001, Roth handed in the sequel for Forrest Gump, but because of the tragic circumstances of 9-11 that happened that next day, and some of the material in the script, it was decided not to pursue production. Besides features, Roth was also producer on Netflix's first original series, House of Cards, starring Kevin Spacey and Robin Wright, which has won 35 awards among 133 nominations. He also exec produced The Alienist, the show The Alienist, which I know both Chris and I enjoy. One factoid in particular stands out. He was financially devastated by the Bernie Madoff Ponzi scheme. He said he lost his retirement, which might have been a blessing for us since it forced him to continue writing. Roth's daughter, Vanessa, is also a well-regarded producer and director. Seems like great film work just runs in that family. Roth currently has several projects in various stages of production, including co-writer on the new version of the amazing sci-fi book, Dune, scheduled for December 2020 release. And I hope they get this version right for the, for the, probably the first time. I mean, I've, I've appreciated the other versions of Dune, but this one, uh, you know, that, that book is incredible. I don't, I don't know if you've read it or not, but I've read it twice. It's no. Like, oh. So, um, so did you, I'm sure you've heard of Eric Roth's, uh, uh, movies. Did you realize he had done all those films? No. And so many different mm. types. 
mm-hmm. of film. Yeah. Yeah, I that's mean, true. How can you compare, you know, Forrest Gump to The Postman, mm-hmm. to Munich? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Curious yeah. case of Benjamin Button. And yeah. the latest version of A Star is Born. Extremely versatile writer. Um, seems to be successful at everything he, uh, or almost everything. Uh, one of the things he did in television hasn't done as well. Anyway, so Eric Roth, uh, and, uh, you know, a writer certainly to admire. Um, I'd like you all to have uh, a good week. Um, we are Plot Points Podcast. My, my good buddy Chris Dyers is with me. Thank you, Chris, for, uh, for your, your always usual, usual competent and uh, interesting commentary. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks for keep inviting me back. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, people tell me not to, but I'm just one of those guys. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, and for, for myself, uh, OC screenwriters, which is, uh, right now on hiatus, like most of everything else. And uh, my friend Chris Styers, we all would ask you to have to be safe, practice social distancing. Please don't be stupid and think you're smarter than the scientists. Wear your face mask, pass, pa- practice social distancing, and don't be an idiot. Um, but it, uh, first and foremost, be inspired. Do good work.